everybody. We're on to another episode of the Astro Read. This one is going to go over what you can expect in the fall astrologically. So the energy of the fall. I'm super excited about this. I think this is really going to help us. Even though we're still in summer, it's winding down, sadly enough, but with every end comes a beginning and that's the fall. And there's going to be lots to look for, lots to look forward to. Um, but it's also going to have some challenging moments along the way that are just going to make us stronger. So Stella, what are you, what are you thinking? How do you want us to kick this off? I, I don't even know where to begin. There's just so well, much happening. I can tell you fall, it's going to be the fall equinox, you know, equinox, meaning equal day and night. Um, there's going to be a lot of manifesting this spring. I don't know if you've been feeling the energy throughout this year, but a lot of people have been leaving their jobs. <laughs> and, uh, let me tell you, this fall is all about what you're going to do with the energy of what you're leaving behind and what you're moving into. So getting ready, you're spiritually, emotionally, physically to actually take the steps that you need to take to make whatever reality you want. You know, um, I think that although we're going through such difficult times these last, you know, year and a half, we as humanity have gotten the download that who cares what the outside world thinks, you know, what does me mm -hmm. inside, what do I want to create out of this life? You only live once. You know what I mean? There is no greater YOLO than like Saturn in Aquarius. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's literally the, the sign, not only of friendship, but also the sign of solitude, the sign of what your true dreams are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Saturn is still transiting in there once we start this, you know, fall, uh, uh, times, but actually, you know, now that um, Jupiter is going retrograde in there, uh, we're going to be going into a time where both of those um, planets are going to be influencing Aquarius wherever it lands in your chart. So, you know, themes of, you know, how you are approaching your life, what dreams you're trying to achieve, um, how you're trying to achieve those dreams, what people are going to connect you to those dreams mm -hmm. and to creating the life that you want um, and creating the friendships and stability around you that doesn't necessarily depend on an outside influence. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, uh, the opposing sign from Aquarius being Leo is all about the self and the center of the self and how you can prop yourself up. Whereas Aquarius is more about the community and how you are influencing the community with your experience. So that's what we're going into the fall with this energy of creating your own reality, creating your dreams, living in the future of what you want for yourself. Um, and of course, to begin, we got the Mercury retrograde on September 27th, mm -hmm. which is going to be in Libra all about balance, all about balancing your home, balancing yourself, creating the relationships, the intimate relationships that you want in the future. And what do you want to say about the Mercury retrograde coming up? Yeah, it's interesting. We're basically going to be kickstarting the fall with Mercury retrograde. Um, you know, the advice I always give with Mercury retrograde and, and the advice that a lot of astrologers give is it's really not the time to start something new. So if you can avoid it, um, don't accept a new job during Mercury retrograde. You probably don't want to um, start a new relationship during Mercury retrograde. Um, especially not in Libra. <laughs> especially not in Libra. So earlier this year, you know, um, I forget the dates, but we had Mercury retrograde in Gemini. 
I forgot when that was. That was, I think, around June or, yeah, it, it kind of started late May into June. It was Mercury retrograde in Gemini. And I found that that was such an intense Mercury retrograde because Gemini's ruling planet is Mercury. So it was just like Mercury retrograde on steroids. So I just avoided anything new. And I think during that time, I might have cut my finger. I had like a couple of like small injuries. It was just, I could have just been, I should have just covered myself in armor for that month and a half. But um, I feel like Mercury retrograde in Libra, it's, yeah, like you're saying, Stella, it's definitely a time where you don't want to be starting any new relationships, whether it's starting a new job and a new commitment in that way or start or like entering a relationship with a love interest. If, I would even during Mercury retrograde, I don't even go on dates like I don't even date, which you don't necessarily have to follow that rule of thumb, but I just avoid it. I just like I just go cold turkey. I use that time to really reflect and um, and think about you know, how my, I use that time to slow down basically and think about where my life is at and, and where, and what I want. However, you know, with Mercury retrograde being in Libra, old loves may come back. And it's like, how do you navigate that? I'm sure, you know, there's probably plenty of people out there. I even know friends, you know, that Mercury retrograde is the time where they're, when they hear from their exes and it's so annoying or they don't know how to deal with it. So with Mercury retrograde being in Libra, you know, starting September 27th, expect that you'll hear from at least one of your exes. And then it'll be up to you to decide how you're going to navigate that, whether it's an X to avoid and it's a nuisance or whether it's somebody that got away. And this is something for you to kind of consider whether it's, you know, learning a lesson from that communication, or maybe it's the, the person that went, got away that, you know, was meant to be with you all along. So, and then as far as work, you know, if an opportunity comes your way, that was a missed opportunity before, like working with an organization that you had applied to before and you didn't get it, um, or it's, or maybe a, a place that you worked with, worked at in the past, um, and now you're re-entering that organization, then maybe you can consider it. So I think, uh, you know, Mercury retrograde will be uh, starting September 27th. It will be ending October 18th. Um, you know, there's the, there's like the two weeks leading up to a Mercury retrograde. And then there's like the post shadow, the two weeks after. So pretty much September, mid September to like towards end of October, it's going to be a time to like, look at the past and see what comes back from that. And definitely not a time to start anything new just yet. Yeah, don't start anything new, but remember, we all planted seeds at the spring equinox. Mm -hmm. So anything that comes up that brings that it comes into fruition at this time, like reap what you sow, take, collect all of the money, mm -hmm. all of the income, you know, all of the plans that you've been making and have led to the Libra new moon, which mm -hmm. is coming up on the 6th of October. Mm -hmm. Um, you want to make sure that you collect all of that so that by the Libra new moon, you're really contemplating what your next steps are. Because the good thing about Mercury retrograde, you shouldn't take new steps, but you're more than welcome to think of great experiences because Mercury in retrograde is actually closer to the earth. So that means mm -hmm. a lot of that power is magnified and you're able to really think through and plan all of the new things that you like to do when retrograde is over. You know, mm -hmm. whether you have a business that you want to start, 
start, it's a great time to sit down and think of the type of business plan you would like to do. Um, or if you have something that you already started earlier in the year before the spring equinox or during the spring equinox and bring it into the season where you're seeing money coming in from it, where you're seeing new experiences coming in from it, like take advantage of that new energy that Mercury provides to you, you know, with it closer to the earth, that you're able to manifest, that you're able to communicate better, that you're able to really um, create a better connection with others. And then of course, just be careful around the ideas that you do have that are manifesting during this time. And don't take them too, too seriously, because you might change your mind. You know, it, it would be uh, um, remiss for me not to mention that any love interest that you might <laughs> attract during this time might not be the one. <laughs> so mm -hmm. be very careful around who you are communicating with for the first time, what new friendships you're creating, because you always want to have, you know, your six when you're, you always want to have your guard on about mm -hmm. what it is that you're contemplating. And then once the season mm -hmm. is over, you're able to really see what has this what has this person given me what have they provided me what lessons have come into my life mm -hmm. and you know that libra new moon is such a great time for mm -hmm. you to sit down and contemplate all the ways your relationships are you know improving and how you can continue to improve them what new thoughts are um, around relationship you are approaching um, and then of course for those of you who are Libras you know taking advantage and making plans for relationship making plans for your jobs and for the income that you would like um, uh, definitely something great and then once the once the retrograde is over, it looks like it will be Jupiter direct with Saturn direct a few days before that. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a really great time for you to see where in where your chart Aquarius is, because that means all of the plans and ideas that you've been contemplating during the retrograde what can you manifest with Aquarius, the dreamer, the, the person who, who's really looking out for your friendships and your dreams and your experiences, sorry, the, the sign. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it all being direct with, uh, with Mercury direct as well means a lot of more things are going to come into alignment. A lot more things are coming into fruition. You're not worried so much about whether someone's going to backtrack out of a contract mm -hmm. as opposed to now you can really plan out what you want to do next. Yeah. And I find it so interesting that we have the new moon in Libra on October 6th and, you know, the Libra is a sign all about, all about relationships and new moons bring new starts uh, or a time to set intentions. And it's just so interesting that we have this new moon in Libra in October 6th. That's all about like a fresh start in relationships, whether it's a fresh start in how you one will approach it, whether it's setting new intentions as to how uh, you would want to approach your relationships or whether it's a new relationship coming in. But I just find it so interesting that it's happening during a Mercury retrograde in Libra. So another interpretation that I think of in my mind is that I think a lot of people will probably get like an opportunity to have a new love interest or a new person is coming in and they'll probably be... Um, you know, drawn to or tempted to enter a new relationship, but it's Mercury retrograde. So it's not like the greatest idea to do that. So, you know, I think there might be some people that will get the opportunity to enter a new relationship, but might need to hold back a little bit or 
some people might be entering new relationships, but it's with somebody from the past, whether it's somebody that you've met, you know, this past summer while retrograde has been at bay and, um, and all of a sudden on October 6th, if you and that love interest are able to start a new chapter together or whether it's somebody that you knew in the past that you never saw as a romantic interest or or somebody that you dated in the past and then all of a sudden the beginning of October comes and you and that other person have been able to reflect and now you start a new relationship. So I think it's definitely a time of setting new intentions in love, but keeping in mind that if it's a scenario where somebody new is just coming in that week, like you probably want to, you know, hold like hold back and wait to make a decision. But if it's somebody from the past, or if it's just your own journey with yourself and how you're going to approach love and relationships, then like full speed, then like full speed ahead, like go on ahead and, and perhaps do that. So I think a lot of people will really have to be careful with how they manifest during the new moon in Libra on October 6th. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And of course we have, um, next the full moon in Aries Yeah. after Mercury goes direct on the 18th, the full moon in Aries on the 20th. Um, so where, what are you feeling about the full moon in Aries? Cause I, uh, I, <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be a tough one for me. I always bring things to myself, but, um, I, I am a Libra sun. So Aries is like my opposite sign. And so having a full moon in the sign opposite of yours is, I mean, ultimately may not be a bad thing, but it's definitely not like a walk in the park. Like, um, you know, because for emotional. me, it could, it could be, it could be emotional and it could maybe even manifest in the end of a relationship. Right. Because like my solar first house is Libra. So my solar seventh house is Aries and there's an ending there. Um, but for a lot of people, this full moon in Aries can manifest in a different way. It could be all about ending something or bringing something to the surface that's about your own identity because Aries is the first sign of the zodiac Aries is all about self it's the sign you know it's known uh, Aries tends to be known as like the self-centered sign but you know it's at the end of the day it's all about individuality and that's what Aries is all about taking initiative being your own person I find it really interesting that this full moon in Aries is happening on October 20th, which is after all, which is pretty much happening after Saturn, Jupiter and Mercury are going direct. So I think it's very fitting. It's like we have all these, um, you know, not all these planets, but at least three like really important planets going direct, especially Mercury starting to go direct. And Mm -hmm. as that's happening, we're getting the chance to reach a culmination with our sense of self. So it's almost like most of September is going to be a time to reflect back, to see what from the past comes back, whether it's things that were started during the spring equinox or just things from even further back in the past, you know, kind of seeing, being receptive, right? See, Mm -hmm. instead of trying to force things for like most of September, you should be like receptive and seeing, okay, what's coming back. And then by the time Mercury starts going direct on October 18th. And then we have this full moon in Aries. It's almost like the first test of like, okay, you've observed for like the past three weeks, like, what are you going to take with you? Like, what does this mean in regards to your identity? As far as aspects, um, so this full moon in Aries is happening October 20th. It's um, it's going to be in 27 degrees Aries, so almost at the end of Aries. Um and as far as its aspects, um, it's going to have some tough aspects now that I'm looking at it. And one some, somewhat good one. So this full moon in Aries will be opposite the sun. 
which is interesting, right? Because it's almost like you're going to have to face yourself. I think mm-hmm. it's almost like looking in the mirror, right? So the face sun off. is the, yeah, it's a face off. It's like, but it's, um, I might be aging myself, but I think of like that John Travolta, Nicolas Cage movie where they have to face, <laughs> but it's like, it's oh, like you and you, you're like, you're both characters. So it's, <laughs> it's interesting because the new moon in Libra is conjunct to the sun. So I think that's going to be like the new moon in Libra is going to be like a, it's going to be a tricky but more friendly, uh, you know, new moon. And then the full moon in Aries, um, it's not going to be the most horrible full moon, but it's definitely going to not be a walk in the park. Like this new moon, I'm sorry, this full moon is going to be opposite the sun. But it's interesting because you have a full moon in Aries, which is all about you figuring out the next stage of your identity, but it's opposing the sun, which is the planet of your identity. So imagine this full moon in Aries, like you looking in the mirror, like you've become this new version of yourself, but you're looking at yourself and who you used to be. And you have to decide who are you taking with you in the next stage of your life journey? Like this new person you've become or the person that you were, it's also going to be opposing Mars. Yeah. And Mars and is just, a, just to follow up on what you yeah, said yeah, with, yeah, with, the, with the position of the sun, yeah. we go back to the Aries new moon earlier this year. Oh yes. How important that was. What were you thinking then? And what's coming into culmination now? What's yeah. coming into, into focus now that the full moon is there? And yeah. it's a great way to gauge how far you've come with all the intentions you set at the Aries uh, new moon and what you did with that energy. Yeah. And when was the new moon in Aries? I forgot new moon in Aries. Was it in April? Yeah. New moon in Aries. Uh, so early April would have been this new moon in Aries. Um, so April 11th around that time was the new moon in Aries. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So, you know, think about when you're when you reach that point where the full moon in Aries uh, happens in October, think of where you were at in April, like what started Mm -hmm. then. Right. Um, And, you know, that situation that started for you started bubbling up for you in April might be reaching a culmination around October 20th. So it's, you're going to have to face yourself and who you were or might face the sun might also manifest as you facing your other, whether it's a significant other, whether it was a significant person that came in your life um, at around April, you're going to kind of, you're going to have to face that. Um, And then this full moon is also opposite Mars, which is interesting. You know, Mars is the planet of action. So, you know, maybe that can manifest in different ways, but a possibility could be you know, how you, um, how you normally take action on a situation may have to be reflected on, you know, maybe you might have to take a different approach as to how you handle things around October 20th. You might, or you might not feel the energy to deal with this situation that's happening, but may still have to face it. So I think your energy and having to deal with whatever manifests or comes about during this full moon, uh, you know, will be kind of tricky. It'll be um, not the easiest to deal with. And then on top of that, this full moon is square Pluto. So, I mean, you can always expect a bit of a, yeah, I know. It's like, just fall back on your chair. All this emotion, it's like all uh, this emotion, and, all this feeling, all these and, questions around yeah. what you want to do because it's the moon. You yeah. know what I mean? The moon is your spiritual inner self, you know, facing off against yourself, the sun and asking you, are you really ready for the lessons that Pluto is leaving behind or yeah. is teaching you right now? You know? 
Yeah, I think so. I think anything square Pluto is it's always something that's going to make you stand back, lean back, uh, fall <laughs> off your chair. It'll, it, yeah, square Plutos are not the funnest aspect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you think, of, when I think of Pluto, you know, there's different interpretations, but it includes like the, you know, what's coming up subconsciously from you, mm-hmm. like what secrets might come up during this time that you're going to have to navigate. And with the Pluto being square, this full moon, like, the effects of any secrets or anything that was hidden coming up is going to provide a turning point in how you deal with this situation. So I think this full moon in Aries is going to almost seem like a season finale of your life. Like it's, it's, I think this full moon in Aries is going to be pretty impactful for a lot of people. Um, and, um, yeah, it's gonna, anything that's been bubbling up underneath the surface since April, it's just going to come up for review and you're going to have to face yourself and you may not have the energy to do all of this, but you're going to need to muster up some energy to reach some sort of culmination with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how people deal with this, like what comes up and, you know, feel free to share in any comments, whether it's on our Instagram pages that you can see the links to in the description, or even, you know, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, we also have a YouTube channel for the Astro Read. So if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to share in the comments if you want. But yeah, I think this full moon in Aries is going to be really impactful. It's going to be, yeah, you know, sometimes new moons and full moons happen. And sometimes they kind of go by and they're not really that significant, but uh, I think it's going to be, in my opinion, I feel like it's going to be hard to really avoid what comes up during this full moon in Aries on October 20th. Yeah. Don't, in fact, don't avoid it because right then comes Scorpio. Oh my gosh. I was going to say, and if it wasn't enough, new moon in Scorpio, November 4th. First of all, Aries ruled by Mars, Scorpio ruled by Mars. So you're going into this major Mars energy only to be followed up with more Mars energy with uh, Scorpio or sorry, Mars entering Scorpio later on. Mm -hmm. So the sun enters Scorpio on the 23rd, followed by Mars entering Scorpio on the 3rd. And we just have this really strong energy around the actions you need to take in order to manifest what you want. So whatever it is that you are contemplating, let's go back to the equinox in the spring, right around the Aries new moon. Then you go down the line and you get into the full moon in Aries now that just happened. Now you reap what you sow. These are the months usually that our ancestors would cut down the grain, create the products that would then help them survive the winter. So what are you doing right now to survive the winter, to survive the tumult in your life, to survive the Pluto square that just happened, to create new experiences coming in the next year? You know, once we move on to that, we get the new moon in Scorpio on November 4th. Again, you're going to have facing new contemplations about what you're going to manifest, what you're going to do with your life, actions around that, because that's really what Scorpio is all about, the emotional toll that your actions are taking upon you, and how you can align yourself with the emotional level that you're trying to create, or the emotional Mm -hmm. momentum you're trying to create to make things happen. Don't be afraid of, you know, sitting down during the new moon in Scorpio and writing out what it is that is stopping you, what it is that is that is blocking you from what you want. Because Scorpio is all about what? The phoenix rising up from the ashes of what you were um, feeling before, you, you know, and you're going to take this new moon and then the Scorpio full moon next year. Once that comes up, 
look back at this full moon um, in Scorpio and ask yourself what changed inside and outside of you, what you were able to manifest from one moment to the next. That's why I love full moons and new moons because you get twice a year or twice, you know, within a year, within a 365 day span to analyze different aspects of your life Mm -hmm. on a different level from the moment you cultivate it and plan it to the moment you cut it down and create something new from it. You know, whatever it is between those months, you get to continue this momentum of improving your life, of doing different things. And this Scorpio new moon, having that power of Aries there as well, is really asking us all, what are we doing right now? What are we creating with our lives? And what have we created? And we'll continue to do. So don't be afraid of all of the emotions that might come up because Scorpio is a water sign. Mm-hmm. Asking all of these questions and creating um, the path to what you want once the new moon is here. Um, writing down your intentions for the new moon. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, usually when new moons happen, they, they tend to be very lighthearted because there's that excitement of starting something new or setting intentions. But I think with this new moon being in Scorpio, which is a very kind of like, you know, emotionally buried sign kind of moody, it's going to be more of a moody new moon and definitely a good time to like manifest, but do it like taking a step back and writing down like what you want to happen over the course of the next six months. Um, yeah. And Scorpio, it's, it's a sign that I can't, I mean, I can, and I, I have a tough love with Scorpio because I'm not very Scorpio like, but then I have where I do have Scorpio, my chart is very impactful <laughs> with it, you know, being my South node. And I think along my 12th house. So, um, it's like I'm secretly Scorpio. So yeah, with this new moon in Scorpio, you might be feeling like really skeptical. Like you might not be feeling as lighthearted as you would with other new moons. So it's definitely a time to reflect this full, uh, this new moon. It's also opposite Uranus. So something unexpected might come about that might kind of have you take a step back and think about, okay, what do I need to change to hopefully come about in the next um, six months? It's also square Saturn. So maybe structure that you had in your life all of a sudden kind of falls apart. Like maybe things that you thought were like a sure thing are not so sure anymore. And it's going to make you kind of take a step back and think about, okay, what new intentions do I have to put forth in my life to rebuild? Um, you know, and like you said, Stella, a great analogy, you know, Scorpio is the sign of the Phoenix. So around this time of the new moon in Scorpio, you might be feeling like you've been knocked down a little bit and you're, and instead of staying down, it would be best to think about how do you rise from the ashes? Um, and really be an active participant in doing that in your own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And of course, we, we take that Phoenix analogy. And what do we get? The eclipse mm-hmm. in Taurus, opposite yeah. where this full moon was in the beginning of the month. So now that November 19th is coming up, you have this full moon partial lunar eclipse in Taurus, right Mm -hmm. almost at the end of Taurus. So you're Mm -hmm. kind of getting not only that Aquarian energy of the 27th degree, but sort of that experience of what it is you are trying to do and how you're trying to do it, whether or not you're going to make it this time. Mm -hmm. And this whole year, all these people quitting their jobs, all these people Mm -hmm. doing the things that they've been trying Mm -hmm. to do 
now that the lunar nodes are going to be moving into Taurus and Scorpio next year, mm-hmm. we have the first of the series of eclipses in the Taurus and Scorpio um, a, a polar axis, right? So we're all experiencing mm-hmm. newness, but on a manifested level because Taurus mm-hmm. is the sign of money. It's the sign of material wealth on a material level, not this Gemini thought, but this mm-hmm. Taurus experience, this mm-hmm. Taurus a physical reality, the computer that you hold as opposed to the internet on that computer, if you Mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying. So Mm -hmm. going into this lunar eclipse, we're going to get the opportunity to truly create and manifest on the deepest level, which is in the physical realm. And Mm -hmm. okay, people might, might not say it's the deepest level, but when you take thought and make it into a reality, I find it to be so exhilarating. So I love this lunar eclipse for those of you who have quit your job this year, who are looking to make a new a move. The Mercury retrograde is over. All of the retrograde planets are direct. And now you get to do the thing that mm-hmm. you've planning. So building that business, going forward in the direction you want with your love life, creating the family that you've wanted to create since Taurus is also sort of like a, um, an earthy sign as well. Um, and then planting the seeds of the type of uh, wealth that you would like to create as well. So mm-hmm. it's an awesome eclipse. I'm very, very excited. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be a good one. And, and yeah, Taurus is all about the sign of building things from the ground up and like bringing, it's very, a very physical sign. It's very much about like creating a physical uh, product from your ideas and just in general. And like you mentioned, Stella, it's happening after the retrogrades are over. So it's a lot of good conditions for people to actually be able to create and, 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 and bring something to life during this full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus on November 19th. So I think for most of the fall, it's going to be very reflective. We're going to have these, like, you know, we're going to have Mercury retrograde and then this new moon in Libra that's kind of suspect. And then this full moon in Aries is going to be impactful. And, um, and then this new moon in Scorpio, that's going to be very brooding and like moody. And all of that is going to lead to this, I think, positive lunar eclipse in, in Taurus on November 19th, where it's like, after all this thought and these endings and getting knocked down and rising yourself up, all of a sudden, you're going to have this opportunity around November 19th to like, show what you learned from it and like create something. And so this lunar eclipse will be happening in 27 degrees Taurus. So definitely look at your chart and see where that falls for, for you, like which house it falls under, because the, depending on the house, it falls under that area of life represented by that house will be impacted and will be an area of life in which you'll be able to create something and bring something about, you know, will it happen in the fifth house that represents love or or children? Will it happen for you in the 11th house of friendships and wishes coming true? You know, you'll be able to find out by checking out your natal uh, chart and seeing where 27 degrees Taurus falls into. As far as this aspect that this lunar eclipse will have, it actually will be trying Pluto. So that's nice. It'll have a good aspect to Pluto. Which is very rare. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I know. Which usually Pluto is like a villain there that's like in a bad aspect. Pluto and Pluto squares, Pluto oppositions. Now a trine is a softer aspect. Yeah. It's gonna be more contemplative rather than you know, manifested in a physical way. Um, and it's gonna be something where your subconscious is sort of going to finally align with what your reality wanted. You know, like that's where that Pluto trine is gonna really come in and support mm-hmm. your, you know, confidence in it and your ability to understand, you know, what it took to get here, mm-hmm. appreciating what it took to get mm-hmm. there, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's the fun part of all of this, that this eclipse will finally bring all of these experiences over the, mm-hmm. even the last two years yeah. to a head to help us to understand why and what it is, how our society has changed into mm-hmm a better level in certain aspects so that we can be better to each other. Um, And then we have the illusionist Neptune. Oh, yes. (laughs) Directed to Pisces on December 1st. I want to be clear. You've manifested, you've created everything. It's a wonderful time in the lunar eclipse. The direct Neptune direct in Pisces is going to be a little bit rocky because Neptune is the sign of illusion. It's in its own sign. It's going mm-hmm. to bring a veil over our eyes, hopefully positively since it's direct, yeah. a veil over our eyes about the life that we're living. Um, maybe a little too positively. Maybe we might get a little carried away. So mm-hmm. when you're in this place where Neptune anywhere in your house, anywhere in mm-hmm. your natal chart, anywhere transiting, you want to make sure that that you are clarifying the view, that you are lifting the veil because Mm -hmm. you don't want to end up in a situation where it's December 1st, all the planets are in Sagittarius. So Jupiter, you know, is in a, uh, Jupiter is in a wonderful, um, uh, sorry, not a wonderful aspect. Jupiter's um, sign is kind of controlling everything and you're not necessarily (laughs) clear about what's going on. You know, um, you want to be the person who's asking the right questions, Mm -hmm. who's making sure that they are getting into contracts, you know, clear minded, clear headed, Mm -hmm. that they're not overreaching with the opportunities that are coming in front of you Mm -hmm. um, and that you're not taking advantage of maybe all of the positivity. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful. And then getting into a trap. (laughs) Yeah. So make sure you don't let Neptune confuse you. (laughs) Yeah. When I saw that, you know, December 1st, Neptune direct in Pisces, you know, when I first read that, you know, I noticed, okay, Neptune direct, that's great. Like illusions are going to be lifted. But then I saw, oh, it's happening in Pisces, which is a sign that's all about illusions. And like, you know, it's a very nebulous sign. sign. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So for me, Neptune direct in Pisces is like almost escaping an escape room. And then you realize that you're just in the next stage of the escape room. Like you're like in a, you're like escaped a trap, but then you realize that the trap you were in was within a trap. So you've got like another level. So um, it's going to be interesting times. I think people are going to think, I think people are going to feel like the wool has been lifted from their eyes and they can finally see the light but they really aren't seeing it. So I think there is going to be, I think it'll hit us on a societal level for sure, because I think especially during this pandemic, we've had a lot of influences and especially with Neptune being retrograde with us realizing that what we thought was true or what we thought was reality wasn't really reality. And I think around December 1st, and who knows how things will be with the pandemic by then, I think we're going to think that we're out of the woods, sort of, Mm -hmm. so to speak, but we're really not. So I think, um, 
it's going to be an interesting time for society. I think we're going to think that we're finally seeing the truth and we're and not realizing that this is just a sequel. Like we're like, there's more to come. And it's just so there's interesting more. that it's happening at the end. Towards the, yeah, exactly. It's interesting that it's happening at, in the last month of the year, because I think this influence will really be something that, you know, continues on in the next year. Um, and yeah, there's more for society as a whole to learn. Like we really don't know the truth. If you think you know yeah. the truth, there's there's more surprises to come. Yeah, the fun part is with Neptune being in Pisces, music is going to be mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited about whatever music comes out yeah. after December 1st because that's going to be more cheery, more positive, a mm-hmm. lot more exciting, um, probably a lot more popular. Um, I mean, if you notice, once we have sort of like, I think it's during the summer, a lot of music comes out and it's very exciting because we're all together. But Neptune being direct in December brings that same energy that we mm-hmm. feel the summer months into the end of the year mm-hmm. so that we're more nostalgic about music. We're more excited about what we're hearing, mm-hmm. about what we're seeing, um, about what we're experiencing and how it's being influenced. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great time if you are, you know, studying, um, you know, different occult texts, um, mm-hmm. if you're interested in, um, you know, discovering people on a psychological level, mm-hmm. you know, you're psychic and things like that, because you're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, in a really nice aspect with Neptune and Pisces, where you can kind of see behind the veil mm-hmm. and, and kind of like, you're, you're going to see right through people's intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe, you know, the illusion that others are realizing mm-hmm you can see, you can see past, right? Like if you're a psychic and things like that, it's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not, but (laughs) you know, for those of you who are, um, and then of course, Neptune being in Pisces also motivates us more in terms of travel. Mm -hmm. um, Because Pisces is sort of like that lazy travel, you know, the Mm -hmm. resort versus the action park. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So, you know, having some sort of retreat where you can escape from your reality is always good after mm-hmm. uh, Neptune goes direct. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then to finish off the, the, um, the year um, and the really the fall season, mm-hmm. we have uh, the new moon solar eclipse in Sagittarius. That is going to be really exciting. I think it will be the last of the um, solar eclipses in Sagittarius. And we're going to mm-hmm. move to um, the eclipses in Taurus and uh and Scorpio. Yeah. Of course, and Scorpio. Yeah. So it, it's, it's going to be an interesting um, time for us to mm-hmm. reset ourselves and contemplate what, what it is that the last year and a half has taught us mm-hmm. um, and what it is we can do better in terms of how we're approaching our lives. Um, I, I want to, if you want to go ahead, I'm, I'm going to look something up. Yeah, for sure. So I think with this new moon solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December 4th, and then we have the full moon in Gemini later on in the month on December 18th, those, those two dates are pretty much like the last legs of the, these eclipses, um, and full moon, uh, and new moon, full moons that we've been having, in Sagittarius and Gemini that we've had for the year and a half or so. So they've been happening during the pandemic and the signs of Gemini and Sagittarius, they're really all about what we do with information. If you really think about it and what's the truth, Um, because Gemini is all about 
communication, communicating in various formats, um, acknowledging different truths and taking different opinions into consideration. And Sagittarius is pretty much all about, well, this is my truth. This is what I believe in. This is my philosophy on life. That's why religion philosophy falls under the sign of Sagittarius. So the, for the past like year and a half, I'm trying to see when did these eclipses started with Sagittarius and Gemini. They started, yeah, I would say in 2020. So yeah, I mean, at the height of the pandemic in our first, you know, full year of the pandemic. So there's been this dichotomy of like, what are the different truths out there? What is my truth? What is the truth that I'm going to hang on and have as like the way that I live my life? So there's been that dichotomy. Um, mm -hmm. And it's ending in December. Um, so with this, um, with this uh, new moon solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December 4th, it's, it's like this dichotomy is ending on a new start note as opposed to an ending note. So it's, it's almost like when a movie ends and there's a cliffhanger. So it'll feel, I think, sort of that way where after this back and forth of, of, knowing how you want to live your life and thinking about it and figuring out what's your truth, it's going to end with you having to decide how do you want to move forward or with a new start starting around December 4th. So when I'm looking at the aspects of this new moon, uh, let me see, I'm looking this up. So December 4th, uh, it's um, the aspects they seem for the most part positive. So the, the, with one tricky one. So this uh, new moon will be conjunct Mercury will be conjunct the sun. So it'll be a time where you could have a clear head and think about how to move forward. It'll align with this new version of yourself that you've become since the start of the fall. And, but the one challenging aspect that it will have is that it'll be square Neptune. And Neptune has just gone direct in this nebulous sign of Pisces. And so it's going to provide a turning point in whatever's happening for you just a few days later on December 4th. So I think you know, around this time, you might reach a, not a culmination, you might reach a, an idea or something new will come to light that might um, impact what you think your truth is, but then it's going to be at a turning point with what, with something that may not be true, with something that's nebulous. So I think it's going to be, this new moon's going to be interesting. I think it's really going to have you have people reflecting and thinking about what is the truth um and our, our truth versus the external truth yeah a lot of a lot of things that we have been struggling with culturally have been you know what is the government saying about one thing what am i believing about another yeah. thing and there's a lot of people being misled because of whether it's confusion on the government side or confusion on the on the public side or confusion on the internet we've been all led you know to one conclusion or another and mm -hmm. i feel like behind the neptune direct from pisces on the first and then the solar eclipse we're going to get to know what's really, really happening. And we're gonna get to decide, am I going to support the society's um, mm -hmm. future or am I going to be a part of the undercover or the um, sort of occult sort of experiences mm -hmm. that Scorpio um, uh, lunar, sorry, South Node is gonna bring up next year. Um, Cause there's sort of a cultural divide about what the truth is. Yeah. And 
these eclipses have really brought to life, you know, the consequences of those beliefs, as well as the divisions within mm -hmm. our own society. So, you know, once we get to the December 4th, we're going to have a real deciding moment of, you know, who am I going to be come the next year, supporting or not supporting the creation of a society that is functional. You know, hopefully we all are able to understand each other, even if we have our differences. I think that that's what's really gonna gonna manifest, um, creating more um, sort of uh, understanding, you know, between the people who believe or don't believe in, in whatever they mm -hmm. do. Um, you know, it could be religion, it could be astrology, it could be a cult practice, it could be anything, um, you know, being divided within our society about how mm -hmm. to create it. But now that we get this opportunity with this eclipse to make a decision, finally, what what our beliefs really are, um, and mm -hmm. external information might come in that's new, that might help us as well. So mm -hmm. you know, revelations, let's say. <laughs> yeah. And then with the full moon in Gemini, that's happening on December 18th, I think it'll be kind of a softer continuation of what you might be feeling on December 14th with the new moon, solar eclipse and Sagittarius. Interestingly enough, um, when I look up the aspects of this, uh, this new full moon that's happening on December 18th in Gemini, it's trying Jupiter but it's square Neptune. So I think in the end, I mean, as a, as a society, as humanity, there's always going to be new truths to uncover. That's never going to end. But I have a feeling that this 2021 ending of these Gemini Sagittarius flip-flopping back and forth, what's the real truth? I think it has the possibility of ending on a good note, perhaps, or mm -hmm. we're going to really more clearly see more than ever what is our truth and what is the made up truth. So this full moon will be trying Jupiter. So we'll be in good aspect to Jupiter. Jupiter is a lucky uh, planet. It's a benefic planet, um, but it's also a planet that that's very similar to Sagittarius. It's the ruling planet of Sagittarius. It's um, it relates to what is your own truth? What is your philosophy on life? Um, what are your learnings? So this full moon will be in good aspect to it, but this full moon will also be in challenging aspect square Neptune. And Neptune is all about the disillusions and all of that. So I think a, a big part of this, um, this full moon in Gemini will be starting to like uh, sift away or categorize or differentiate between what is your truth that you're going to be carrying forward in your life? And what are the things that you've realized are disillusions? Um, and that might be different for everybody. I think people are going to have to make their own decision mm -hmm. as to what the truth and what's the illusion. And it might be different than what the next person may categorize as the truth and disillusion. And I think perhaps the, you know, what comes to my mind as far as what the resolution of this, these Gemini Sagittarius eclipse that we've had for over a year, I think the, the result of it or the realization that we may have to come up with as a society is realizing that having different truths is, is going to be the name of the game. That's what we're moving forward towards. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to have their own truths and their own sense of what's illusion and how do we as a society accept that? Because I think a big part of society that I think we try to achieve as a society or that the powers that be try to achieve in society 
is everybody must follow the same truth. This is what reality is. I mean, if you ever hear of any dystopian novels like the Hunger Games or, or whatever else, you know, when you think of a dystopian novel and the setting, it's always like everybody has to follow this way of living. And like, this is the truth. And usually it's like a fake truth. And it's just a shell of what's it, that's covering what's really there. And I think maybe the solution for society at this stage of the game is realizing that we're all going to have our different truths. But the challenge with that comes with how do we fit that all on this earth? Like, how do we operate as a society accepting the different truths that people have in their beings? So that's how I interpret it. That's what comes to mind. I don't know if that's what everybody will be feeling, but that's what I'm feeling. I, I mean, I totally agree with you. In fact, you gave me just this thought from uh, an account from Plato, uh, the Greek mm-hmm. philosopher. Mm-hmm. I know, I know nothing. And that's mm-hmm. what I like the actual ending of all of the, the bookend of all of this will be, mm-hmm. you know, I know, I know nothing. And like accepting that we are not, or our beliefs are not the universal truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's positive about Gemini. Gemini is the sign of duality. You know, I have Gemini in my 10th house and like my, my mind is there. <laughs> um, not my mind. <laughs> Mercury is there, the mind, right? The mm-hmm. representative mind um and like i believe so strongly in the duality like mm-hmm. i believe that two truths can can, can exist in the same universe mm-hmm. and i think that people will finally realize yes there were bad things that happened over the last year but there were also good things yes there were negative things that um were created from you know all the destruction and death that have happened but we can also create good things with it you know what i'm saying or or even this other prospect you nobody not everybody wants to live in a city. Maybe mm-hmm. we can also live off on our off the grid, but a part of a community, an online community. You know, we don't necessarily have to live like everybody is a Leo and has to shine. Some of us want to live like Aquarius and live in our own little hobbit hole and still mm-hmm. be a part of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that duality of experience is what defines the Aquarian age. We can all live the life we want to live. Mm-hmm. And I think that that will be um, the the conclusion and it will make me very excited because it's in agreement with my own belief. Yeah. Which is also a part of the problem. Like not everybody agrees with me. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's okay. And it's like, how do we, and how do we live with that society? That's what is beautiful about being human. We get to believe what we want to believe. Now where the line is drawn is where we hurt each other. Mm -hmm. And Gemini is the optimist. So Mm -hmm. Gemini is not out there to hurt you. Gemini is out out there to destroy you. Gemini is out there to learn. So yeah. let's learn from each other. Let's yeah. take this full moon to finally take in all of the experiences, all of the learning, all mm-hmm. the dualities that have been present in our experience over the last year and a half and mm-hmm. say, yes, I'm open to new learning. Yes, I'm open to continue this process. Mm-hmm. Who are the people around me? Who are my neighbors? Who are my friends? Who are, who are they really on a deep level? So mm-hmm. that's really exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's like a war because it's like, I think not a war. That's not a good way to put it, but like a little bit of a battle, a little bit of a tug of war. And it's ending on a Gemini note with the full moon in Gemini on December 18th. But then mm-hmm. Sa- Sagittarius doesn't end the conversation, but it but its last word is big because it's a, mm-hmm. it's a solar eclipse. So it's mm-hmm. like, 
Sagittarius and Gemini, they've been battling it out this, you know, eclipse series for the past year or so. And it's like each of the, each of the signs will finish on a strong note. Sagittarius will end with a little bit of a bang on with its solar eclipse on December 4th, but then Gemini will end with the final word on December 18th. And what that means is I think a way to interpret it is your own truth will roar loud but at the end of the day, it's all about all the truths. That's the final mm-hmm. word. And how do we live like that as a society? And I think something that will come into play, and I wonder which eclipse series will really touch upon it. But I think something that we're going to have to think about as a society, and I think we don't like to talk about it. And I think the beginnings are starting to crumble up is uh, I think this series of Gemini and Sagittarius is going to help us see how do we live together on this earth, but eventually we're going to enter a series of time where we're going to have to think about how do we live on this earth and in other worlds, because we've have the richest people in the world um, with Jeff Bezos in particular, starting to explore space and flying out there. And some people are not happy about it. And they're thinking about, okay, well, that money could have been spent on earth and we're all suffering from this pandemic and from COVID and et cetera. And this money needs to be put towards us. Um, But then there's probably other people and definitely Jeff Bezos that believes, but we also need to be exploring what's out there because how long can earth uh, sustain all of us and also the unknown, exploring the unknown. Um, So I think Jeff Bezos Uh, has criticism. Taurus, earth, Scorpio, Scorpio. Scorpio, the unknown. (laughs) Yeah, here we go. Here we go. And just say, where are we going, guys? Yes. And I think it's going to be great because, again, Taurus next year, the Taurus uh, Scorpio Eclipse series next year is going to be great to explore that question. It's going to be great to explore what what it is to be human and what it is to manifest on this earth or on the spiritual level. You know, are we going to continue to move forward in our space travel or are we going to invest and heal this planet? You know, so it's going to be fun to see. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. That's such a great way to put it, uh, Stella. And this Scorpio Taurus eclipse back and forth will happen in 2022. So next year, which is right around the corner, and then it'll be continuing somewhat and reaching its end in 2023. So this will be, you know, a year and a half, like almost two years type of process. And we're just starting to see the beginnings right now. And I think a a big significant example is Jeff Bezos, you know, flying out Mm -hmm. into space and his shuttle or Mm -hmm. whatever he has. And, you know, he got criticized for it and his, you know, he got criticized as to you have all these billions of dollars. Why can't you put this towards the earth? You know, we need a lot of help. And uh, why are you putting this towards space? And his answer was, we need to focus on both. Um, Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if that ends up being the final word or not by society, but we're seeing the beginnings right now. And it's going to come more to a head in the next two years, 2022 and 2023. This past, this past year was, uh, uh, big indicators were, um, you know, the pandemic and what's the truth and how do we live together? The fact that this mm-hmm. pandemic affected the whole world really rose those questions um, mm-hmm. to the forefront. And now that we're sort of getting past the pandemic, I don't know how it's fully going to end. We're like, I think that's a lot of where this Neptune direct in Pisces is coming in. We think we're out of it, but we're not out of it. Like mm-hmm. there's another challenge that us as a society have to face but i think the next question will be care for each other or do we leave each other behind yeah Yeah. and that's 
that's the Taurus is all about the, I, I, I don't think it's motherly because cancer really represents the mother, but the Taurus is about, you know, building wealth around the individual, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And like making mm-hmm. sure the individual is taken care of. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get a lot of those questions. And then, you know, on the opposite side, you have Scorpio making sure the spirit is taken care of. And how, how have I been living the last 20 years working at a dead end job? Like, why mm-hmm. should I have to live like that? You know, or mm-hmm. why should I have to live suffering and never taking a vacation for two or three yeah. years that I work at this company or that company? Mm-hmm. You know, why can't I live a more balanced life? So we're going to yeah. see where that goes. It's going to be an interesting time. Yeah. Hopefully, and so- hopefully positive because it's ending on a Gemini full moon this year. And, you know, next year we'll, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Know? Next year we're entering this Gemini Sagittarius uh, chapter in eclipses and we're entering in 2022 with the Tor- Taurus Scorpio eclipse chapters. And I think it's going to be a different theme of, yeah, how do we, how do we sustain ourselves? Do we do it focusing on earth and outside of earth? Do we focus on our physical needs versus our spiritual? Do we focus on, on our own individual resources or on shared resources? I think as we're phasing out of this stage of the pandemic and into a new year, those questions are really going to come to light and time will tell by the end of 2023 or by the fall of 2023, what answer society comes up with. So hopefully by then we'll have more answers on the astro read to be able to reflect back and look forward as to how that all turns out for us as a society for sure for sure so well on that note i think that we have gone over way more (laughs) (laughs) here but i'm really excited because come i think we'll do it at the beginning of december we're going to have the review of the winter so that you can get a heads up on the year Mm -hmm. that's coming up 2022 as well as what you can anticipate from the eclipses that we just mentioned. So thank you so much, everyone. Uh, Go ahead. um, If you want to finish now. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. So yeah, I hope you found use out of the energy of the fall. I think it's going to be a very reflective fall. It's going to be a time for us to face our evolved identities and rise from the ashes. I think winter will continue to be kind of interesting. Um, We're going to be starting winter with Venus retrograde. So get your dating in done right now and make the most out of the new and uh, full moons that are happening now. Because once Venus retrograde starts, you definitely do not want to be letting in new love. But we'll go over that in a future episode as to what to expect Mm -hmm. in winter. So make the most out of the time now. Use some of this advice and any other advice you hear, um, because these are some pivotal times that are going to set you up for winter. So don't take it lightly. Um, You know, have the best time with it. Try to make the most out of it. But do not uh, neglect how important uh, the rest of summer and especially the fall will be. So But in the meantime, take care and we'll see you in a later episode of the Astro Read. Yes. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs)